Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Como Factor podcast. I'm Sonal Trevetti. And I'm Christine Strobush. Change is hard. Transformative change can feel overwhelming and out of reach. When you use the Como Factor as your guide, you will discover that you can accomplish more than you ever thought possible. Join us on this journey as we discuss real-life, personal, and professional transformation stories to inspire you to take action and achieve true transformation with sustainable results. This is the episode that many of our listeners have been waiting for. Why? Well, because so many of our friends and colleagues have reached out to us over the last few months and told us how inspired they've been watching us navigate through this new journey of entrepreneurship that we've embarked on. This episode is where we're going to share our transformation story of going from layoff to launch in 25 days. Yes, you did hear that correctly. Both Christine and I were laid off earlier this year from our corporate transformation jobs from the same company. We know that there are many in the world today that have gone through a similar experience due to the effects of the pandemic, the volatile climate that we're in, or because something unforeseen has happened. If you're listening, you may be one of these individuals, or you may know of someone in your circle who's been furloughed, laid off, or plain just lost their job. This is the first episode of a series of six podcasts that we're doing where we're going to share with you, our listeners, our journey of what it's been like basically going from layoff to launch. Christine, tell me something. Have you ever experienced something like this before in your career or personal life? So, well, this was the first time in my 20 plus year career that I've been laid off from my job. Intellectually, I know that everyone is dispensable when you work for someone else. But emotionally, the experience is surreal and it's painful. And it can feel somewhat like a breakup. So speaking of breakups, I thought it would be good to tell you a story of one of my first breakups and the lesson that we could all apply if we've been let go from our job or a relationship. So I was in my early 20s, um, back from New Zealand, going to college in the U.S., and I'd been dating a guy, we'll call him John, and he was quite a bit older than me. We've been dating for about three months, and I really did like him. Now, those of you that know me know that I am, I'm, a, I'm a generous giver, and I spend a lot of time and energy to find the perfect gift for the people that I love. So that year, as Christmas rolled around, I really reflected on what I wanted to get John for, for Christmas. And in the end, I decided to buy us tickets to go see the Nutcracker Ballet. We could get all dressed up and go have a great evening. I had always wanted to go see the Nutcracker, but had never done so, and neither had he. But as a college student, that was a really big expense for me, but I figured it was worth it. And I also arranged for my good friend and her boyfriend to go with us. So here it was Christmas Eve. Our tickets were Christmas Eve. We had dinner plans beforehand, going to go see the Nutcracker after. And John was supposed to pick me up at six o'clock. 
Well, six o'clock came and went and he wasn't there. And I called him, left a message, couldn't get an answer, kept trying to get a hold of him, couldn't get a hold of him. By seven o'clock, I was a complete mess and I realized that I had been stood up. So I did what any good daughter would do. And I sent my parents to go see the Nutcracker Ballet with my friends. And I stayed home sobbing in my room pretty much all night. And remember, this was Christmas Eve. And Mr. John called me the next day on Christmas Day and broke up with me, saying it was a difficult decision for him, but he felt like he was holding me back and he needed to set me free. I thought, well, Christmas was a great day to figure that out. But anyway, in the moment, I was really hurt and my heart was broken. And I felt like I had done something wrong or something was wrong with me. Because I did not yet fully understand or appreciate my own value. But now where I'm sitting today, as I reflect back on that relationship, Good grief. I am so thankful that he let me go because my life took a much better path after that season. So here I am today after being laid off several months ago. I could be still sitting in my bedroom mourning my 10 year relationship with the company. Or I can realize my value and believe in my heart that I have just been set free to live my best life. And guess what? I have chosen the latter. Your mindset is absolutely key. Christine, I couldn't agree with you more in that it's all about having a meaningful mindset and letting that mindset, you know, really be almost um, the compass in terms of where you want your life journey to go. And I can resonate like many other successful leaders I too had built an amazing career and a work life of purpose and significance. And I had been in the corporate world for almost 20 some years, and in particular with this company for several years. For me, I found my job immensely rewarding, both emotionally as well as financially. And to put it plainly, I really loved my job. I looked forward to it every day, you know, the 70, 80 hour work weeks. Yes, they took a toll on me at times, but I genuinely loved doing what I did, being able to have an impact across thousands upon thousands of employees across the enterprise. And I enjoyed the interactions that I had with my own team members, as well as my colleagues alike throughout the world. And I I love the community, you know, that I ended up building for myself through that work experience. And in a way, I think, you know, um, I could have gone through all five stages of of grief, but part of it is, um, you know, just acceptance of where we're at, because, you know, for every um, page that closes, um, another one is there for you. So, Christine, tell me, where were you when you found out about the breakup? I mean, the news <laughs> of your layoff. <laughs> what happened, and uh, and when was that? Okay, thanks for thanks for that. Um, you know, I find it absolutely fascinating how our minds work, 
in moments of significance, I tend to remember every minute like a movie. And I remember that day, the national day of prayer, like it was yesterday. I had this incredibly full morning. I had seven meetings on my calendar that were all going to be done before noon. And as usual, I woke up early to prepare for the day. And when I logged into my laptop, I discovered I could not get connected to the internet. Now, remember, this is in the middle of the global pandemic, so everybody's working from home. So after troubleshooting everything, we looked at everything, got my husband up, you know, we discovered that our internet service was completely down. There was an outage in our neighborhood, like of all days, you know, this hadn't happened. We'd actually had good service up until then, but, you know, on this specific day with a really packed agenda, you know, so the stress was kind of um, heightened for me. And basically I realized I was screwed. Um, I was in a bit of a panic. Finally, my, you know, we were trying to, I was trying to think, can I go to Starbucks? Nope. Can't do that. You know, there was no great option to be able to go somewhere for Wi-Fi. So finally, my husband was like, why don't you just go to work with him? He was going into the warehouse that day. So I packed up my things and we all uh, went down to the warehouse. And when I say we all, it, it was my husband. It was our first grader, Grayson at the time, and our Doberman Maverick, because Grayson would go down there um, a couple days a week. He was doing online school and the kid would get so bored. So we let him take the dog. So we all took a trek, a one hour trek down to the warehouse. So needless to say, after all that bit of a panic, I ended up missing the first two hours of my meetings, which I don't do. So that was already um, had had caused me a bit of uh, stress. But I was finally able to get set up in the conference room there, had good connection and uh, was able to, to conduct a number of my meetings. And then during my very last morning meeting of the day was when I received the news that I had been impacted by a reduction in force. Let's uh, pivot over to you. Um, you know, what about you? Did you did you expect this news? And, and what do you remember from uh, from that day? Christine, you know, it's a lot like being a really, really good basketball player who's on an all-star team. Just imagine being a great player and even being in the starting lineup at each game, but not expecting that you're going to get cut from the team. Imagine what it would have felt like being cut from the team midway through the season without any kind of warning. So I look back and I remember that day very, very vividly. It was a lot like being that starting lineup player that just got cut. I was working remotely as the pandemic had already affected our ways of working. It was very early in the a.m. and I was already on my third meeting that day. Mark hadn't left for work yet and he was in the other room. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm an extremely professional leader. So my reaction to the news was very neutral and accepting, but inside I was heartbroken. I knew that what was being told to me was very, very real. My response though was almost as if I were a robot that received the information and just simply absorbed the data and, and nodded my head as I heard it. You know, as leaders and employees, um, we very seldom express or display our emotions directly. As a result, the burden truly becomes ours in the workplace. And needless to say, 
I was very shocked and very surprised by the news. And then I think to myself, as a person, I have an extremely high EQ or emotional intelligence. I'm able to recognize and understand emotions in others as well as myself very well and use this awareness to manage my behavior. So again, externally, I was very composed. Internally, though, in that moment, I compartmentalized everything into my head, into a box, probably labeled something like WTF. Sonal WTF. Is that, uh, what's that for? Exactly. Something like that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So Christine, um, why don't, why don't you take a moment to tell everyone what was the first thing you did after you found out and share your reaction with our listeners? Sure. So I'm sitting in this conference room, um, all alone when the RIF meeting concluded I shut my laptop and I walked out of the, the room because I needed to find my husband and tell him that I had just lost my job. Um, now, Brian, Olivia, my oldest daughter who works there and Grayson were standing in the hallway looking at me. They had overheard some of the conversation and knew that I was probably heartbroken after investing 10 years of my life with the company. And indeed, I I was a little emotional, but I didn't shed a tear. Instead, I remember grabbing this pitcher of water that was on the desk and I asked Olivia for a glass because intuitively I knew that in this moment, you know, it was a great opportunity to have a, a teaching moment for my son. You see, I had indirectly experienced the effects of a company layoff once before. It wasn't mine though. About 12 years ago, my mother, who had been with Digital, then Compact, then HP, for more than 25 years was let go from her job. And she was absolutely devastated. And she struggled to find her identity separate from that company. It took her nearly a year to find and get comfortable with what became her new normal. And I had seen what happened to her and I empathized like on a major, in a major way. And, and I decided long ago that I never wanted to let a company have that kind of impact on me. So anyway, all this is going through my mind, you know, five minutes after this meeting's over, I asked for this pitch of a uh, pitcher of water and I poured um, the glass halfway full of water. And then I asked Grayson about the water in the glass. I'm like, what, what do you see here? And he said, it's a glass half full of water, mommy. And I said, yes, Grayson, it sure is. And this is how we need to look at life. We should always try to see the positive side of things and maintain a positive mindset. You know, we cannot always control what happens to us but we can and we must control how we respond. And I choose to see this layoff as a glass half full event. And they all looked at me. There was just a moment. And and, and I believe we will all remember that very moment of the glass half full of water for the rest of our lives. 
I love that, Christine. And I especially love um, the inspiration that you got uh, just watching your your mother go through it and knowing that, you know, if the day ever came um, that you would react very differently. So let's dive a little deeper and tell our listeners about the first 24 hours after the news and what it felt like. So, um, Sonal, you and I talked at length, obviously, and, you know, in that uh, in that time frame was when we decided that we were going to move forward, you know, enact the Como promise and, and start our own business. But we also agreed that we were going to give ourselves the next few days to just be, to feel all of our emotions. I didn't want to suppress anything. I wanted to make sure that I felt it and then let it go. So I tried to treat those couple of days kind of like a vacation. But when you're in the middle of a global pandemic, it doesn't feel very much like a holiday. When you're so used to working nonstop for such long hours and all of a sudden you have no work to do, I had no work to transition. Basically, the work just stopped in a moment. It's a very surreal feeling, one that I have never experienced before. But you know what? I think about that. We are human beings not human doing. So I need to be comfortable just being. So I've got this quiet corner in my bedroom with the most comfy chair and this little small table. And during during that time, I spent a lot of time in that chair, just drinking coffee and reading. That's my, I I just love to read. Um, As the news spread and people started to hear about what happened, There were so many people that reached out to me and I I really appreciated that. I was very, very grateful. And I found it interesting that, you know, there are people that became very intentional about staying connected and reaching out and, you know, expressing their, their kind words. And then there were other people that you thought you were close to and you didn't hear anything. And I don't know if that's just because they didn't know what to say or or what that was. But I just I found it interesting because some of the people that reached out, I, I wouldn't have expected. And anyway, that was just an observation. But but overall, you know, as I look at that day and 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 how things have processed, how I processed things since then, you know, I have truly embraced the fact that God closed a door that should be closed in my life so that he could open a door for my future. And I chose to reflect on that. And it energized me and it filled me with this peace and this joy that words just simply cannot express. A number of our friends have asked us about how we were able to launch our podcast so quickly. I'll tell you, this whole experience has been new and exciting to say the least. Above and beyond having an amazing team, we use this incredible tool called Anchor. Sonal, why don't you share a little more about Anchor with our listeners? Well, to record our podcast, The Como Factor, you guys, if you haven't already heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you, first of all, it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor even distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and much more. You can also make a few extra bucks from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy to access place. 
you share uh, with our listeners about uh, the first 24 hours for you? Goodness, I think back and um, first of all, I can't believe that it was only a couple months ago. <laughs> you know, it feels like uh, forever. But in that moment, I think I just took a couple of minutes to breathe and absorb it and just take it all in, you know, to digest it. And I reminded myself um, that there are so many others that have received similar news and persevered. I thought about when I had read about Oprah Winfrey being pulled off the air and being called unfit for television by her producer. And then you think about, you know, J.K. Rawlings, um, who was let go from her job as a secretary and look where she ended up. And did you even know that Walt Disney was actually fired for not being creative enough? And I think back to all the times I had read about others that have been in similar circumstances. You know, there's countless individuals out there like myself and like you, Christine, right, Mm -hmm. that have triumphed despite their dismissal. So all these thoughts, you know, kept going through my mind and the conclusion that I came to that day and the point is that we have to look inside and out for possibilities that lay ahead and truly remind ourselves that this too shall pass. And in the end, it's just one experience of many, you know, in the journey of life. I also think back to the countless phone calls and text messages that I received as the day progressed after I had got the initial news of just an outpouring of support and compassion and shock from other colleagues, you know, about the news. Um, And, you know, then I went um, to to Mark, you know, who I uh, shared the news with, and it was incredibly comforting uh, to have him there. You know, and as it continued to to sink in throughout that day, um, there was one thing which he also reminded me of is that I know the person that I am and that my values and my life are not defined by a company. And I think just, again, um, realizing that, um, it just gave me the courage to, to get through those, um, those first few hours. And then, um, you know, sitting here now, reliving this whole experience, I do know one thing for sure is that I couldn't have gotten through this whole experience with the mindset that I have today right now without um, you uh, as my promise partner. And both of us have had a slew of emotions, feelings, reactions, ups and downs, you know, um, uh, through this journey and especially in in those first 24 hours. And a lot of time, like as I look back again, it felt like it really was yin and yang, which um, with us, Um, that really helped me stay grounded. And I think, again, when I think through kind of the the five stages of grief that an average person goes through, I think a lot of getting to that end state of acceptance was accelerated because, you know, um, I had you to, to go through this journey with us. And then I remember the highlight of that day, Christine, 
Do you remember when we made that pact that we were going to give ourselves the next 24 to 48 hours and come Monday, we would launch our own business. And that gave me a ton of energy. Yes. No, absolutely. I remember it like it was uh, yesterday in some respects. And, uh, you know, going through this life changing experience with you as as uh, as my promise partner, kind of side by side, it really has made the difference. Often in, in difficult times, people can feel alone. People can feel like no one understands what they're going through. And in this case, we walked that road together. We are walking this road together. And we want to be here for our listeners. If you are going through a difficult journey like this, we want to help you by being vulnerable, by sharing our stories to hopefully inspire you to action you to that meaningful mindset. And in the end, by doing that, we're all stronger because of it. So, you know, as we conclude this episode, we hope that all of you have found value from hearing and learning about our story We cannot always control what happens to us. And I would say very rarely can we control what happens to us, but we can control how we choose to respond. So when God closes one door, he's going to open another one. We got to make sure that we see the glass as half full and believe that our next best chapter is in front of us. The best days of our life are not in the rearview mirror. They are in front. Has your job been impacted by the global pandemic and marketplace challenges? Do you feel like your life is chaotic? Is it stressful? Is it out of control? In the next episode of our mini series, and this is going to be a six part mini series, we will share how we picked ourselves up after our layoff and went from living in chaos to finding clarity. And I will tell you this beautiful thing called clarity is what motivated us to quickly launch our own business, The Como Group.